When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Go! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting duty again. And I'm joined by my good friend Sean. How you doing, my man? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Thank you. Yeah, international break, man. It's a bit of a quiet news week um, when it comes to Arsenal, but, you know, a few topics um, for us to get stuck into this week. But before we get into the crux of things, um, some minor housekeeping, make sure you're following Touchy Gooners on Twitter. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. If you're watching this clip, you know, um, Make sure you go follow us, subscribe on the TikTok. We've got some juicy edited video content out there for you. Um, interesting. If you do like it, leave a like or comment on the video um, as well. And let's get into it, man. So, Sean, you know, international break. How 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 are you? How do you handle international break? To be honest, because I, I sort of see it as a as a week off. Kind of uh, it's it's very much a week off where I end up getting dragged into all these dating shows the missus is watching where and I get proper I get proper engrossed in them man so I've just been watching the ultimatum on Netflix I can't lie that's that's what I've been doing, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing the, national break. the ultimatum yeah okay yeah, what you yeah. recommend that yeah boy I, I mean I don't know if I recommend it but <laughs> <laughs> it's what the missus was watching so that's, that's right. what went on <laughs> yeah fair fair have you been watching any of the um any of the internationals because I've, I've literally yeah. not watched second of an England match no I did I did I, I actually caught no I caught half of I caught the yeah I caught first half of the Ukraine game and then I caught first half of the England Scotland game those are the two I watched but I got pretty bored after both of them so so yeah other than that I didn't watch anything else yeah fair play fair play um yeah because I've not really watched the second I've been catching you know clips here and there um about you know, the the England game, who was starting, who wasn't starting. One thing I must say is that Southgate is a bastard. I'm sorry. South, Gareth Southgate is a major, major bastard. There's so many issues that I've had with that England team, the, the squad that he called up, the teams that he plays, this and the other. But I think just one Arsenal-related thing that really annoyed me um, was that he didn't give Eddie a single minute. Mm. And I know, I know he's done it in the past with Madison, with... Ivan Tony, um, etc. Where they're getting their first call ups, this and the other, and they're not really playing at all. I know Madison got called up to the World Cup, didn't play a second, 
Um, and it's just uh, it's just pretty frustrating, you know, because he made Eddie do the media duty on top. So you're thinking, yeah, this guy he's got he's going to play some part, but couldn't even get off the bench um, against Scotland, man. So what what do you make of that? I just, it's always a weird one, isn't it? I just always feel like you're never going to start ahead of Kane as long as he's fit. And even if it's like a friendly, so to speak, it's, it just seems like pretty much Kane just gets everything. I mean, it's fair to speak, Callum Wilson didn't get any minutes either, so I don't think it's just an Eddie issue. So it's just mm-hmm. like Kane just plays in it. Um, and and that, that's kind of, it's kind of where we're at, unfortunately. So until he starts winding down, everyone is pretty much just going to have to be... Um, you know, content with damn hairy or minutes, do you know what I mean? Like poverty minutes at the end of the game, so which is a shame. So mm-hmm. yeah, fair play, man. Fair play. So one of the news points that's come out um in the last sort of news cycle is that Bukayo Saka is apparently nagged by this Achilles problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's one of the things that we notice about Saka that he gets kicked. Obviously he's quite a robust guy. Um I think he's he's got a new record for um, consecutive appearances in the Premier League for Arsenal, something like 80-something consecutive appearances. Um, and so one of the things that we notice about him is that he's always limping, you know, like he, he gets kicked, he limps, but then people are like, oh, Saka's gone down. And then you're, you're thinking about it, oh, you know, is this guy going to come off? But he never comes off, he always plays on. Then there's a few games where he's had to come off with injury, maybe um, missed... Uh, the start of a game by being on the bench. I think Trossard started for him um, one game last season, second half of last season, but then Chaka still came up off the bench. I think it was a United game where he had some, you know, illness, um, came off the bench. So this guy's very robust, but, you know, if there is some sort of, you know, chronic issue here with his Achilles, how worried are you um, for our season? Well, Achilles, I mean... There was, there was a player we had before who I'm sure who had that chronic problem. It's one of those injuries that it, it feels like it can nag like at you until you like until you have like a period of rest where you can get over it completely. And you know we know that Arteta uses Saka like a bar of soap, right? So that that is potentially concerning. Um, I don't know if you know. Obviously, he seems to be able to manage his way through most of games, but at the age of 22, it's not something you want to have to be dealing with on a consistent basis, right? Especially when you know, you might be playing the best part of 60 games uh, during a season. So for me, it is it is a concern. And obviously we have forward options. So, you know, it, it would be nice. And we've spoken about it a lot in the chat about just sitting him down for one or two games at a time. It's, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, because I think periodization is important. And when the, the championship months come around in March, April, you want your best players to be fit and firing. So, yeah, I think... This is going to be the test. I'm really interested to see. I think, you know, this is just a wider point, how we um, manage, um, you know, now we're going every three days, every three days now. Um, so I really want to see how we manage that. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think that this um, sort of injury news coming out as we're getting into, you know, what what I would say the season starting in earnest now mm. after that first in, international break. So, you know, I think the Champions League starts in a couple of weeks. Um, I think we've got a League Cup game as well. Uh, maybe even next week. I'm not sure. I need to check my diary. Um, but you know, the, the fixtures are going to be coming thick and fast, right? And so, you know, when you're thinking about this and and I guess sequencing, there's players that we've not really seen too much of, right? You know, Trossard, I think, only played 
uh, about 62 minutes um, in total this season. Smith Rowe has barely paid off the bench. I think Fabio Vieira has played less than 90 minutes across, you know, sort of three, three, four games. Um, and so you're looking at this, and now is a time for you know players to really start staking a claim that they should be in the starting lineup. That players um, really want to you know make a name for themselves this season and fighting for that first eleven spot. But then also, I think there's going to be less of um you know like a first eleven and more of like a first sixteen or seventeen here, where you know Vieira might start one game. Odegaard might start the next game. Smith Rowe might start the game after. Um, I think other than probably Declan Rice, maybe you know Saliba, um, Saka, you know, I think a lot of those other positions are going to be rotating. Reese Nelson, someone who we haven't seen um, as well uh, for, for for very many minutes this season. So you know, what are you looking to see over the next weeks and months when it comes to you know squad planning, squad rotation, etc. Yeah, I, I mean, as, as Arsenal fans, this is something we have to get comfortable with. I, I include myself in that, you know, we all get a bit angsty when our favourites don't play. But I just think, you know, to keep everyone fresh, it's and you don't want to disrupt chemistry too much. But I would say maybe like two, like subtle changes in it, like two, three changes every game just to keep keep the flow, keep the chemistry there, but just to ensure... Um, no one's getting burnt out. No one's getting overused. I think the only time I do like a mass change is when we play. I think Brentford away in the League Cup. No, no one cares about that. If we lose, we lose. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? But, but you know, like going from like you said that sequencing from the Champions League to the Prem to the Champions League. Like yeah, you need a couple, two, three changes every game. I would say. Mm, yeah, fair, fair play, fair play. So another sort of talking point from this week, um, where you know some people were having. Um, heart palpitations in the in the whatsapp chat um maybe rightly or wrongly um is martin odegaard signing a new deal right so the talks are getting closer i read some rumors that he's gonna be on 330 um k per week you know outright top earner at the club club captain etc um with a four plus one deal to take him to uh 2028 so you know, I think let's let's do this question in two parts, right? So one, you know, how do you feel about you know the the swathe of contract renewals that we've been going through? I think in the past sort of twelve months, I think Martinelli signed his new deal, or maybe Gabriel Magalhães signed his new deal at end of last year. Then we had Martinelli, then we've had Saka, Saliba, um, now Odegaard. I think there's talk of Ben White. I'm sure I've missed another deal somewhere in the middle, um, but it seems that they are you know, sort of working to tie our best talent to, you know, good length deals, I would say, um, and secure secure um, the future of the club around some of these guys. Um, so how do you feel about these contract renewals? Yeah, yeah, great. I think, I think you know, Odegaard, we, we've all seen, um, he's a key pillar of the team. I think um, what's important as well, like, like you said, we're, we're now at a stage where we don't have to be doing mass signings every summer. I think from now on, probably it's just going to be one, two pieces um, every summer, which is fine. Um, but it's it's important because I think not this summer, not the summer. It was the, it was the 2020, 2020, 21? No, it was the 21th. I can't even remember which one it was. The summer where we signed basically Ramsdale, Wyatt, Erdegaard. That was like, I think the you know the bones of the the structure of the team being bought um so those guys were the pillars who sort of really kick-started the project so i think it's important that all of these guys are renewed um obviously we've layered on top you know 
you know, Saliba came back, added Jesus, Inchenko, all of those guys. That's great. But I think the initial ones who really kick-started that season where we just missed out um, are, are key, key pillars of the team because they're, they're consistent um, starters. They play the most minutes. Um, and they they allow our, our most important players to thrive as well. So I think it's really, really important. I think, yeah, like you said, Ben White's the only one who's uh, not been done yet. And I think that's probably, obviously, it's probably the last one. But, but no, it's important to have the, the structural key pillars of the team signed up because um, that allows the rest of the team, you know, uh, to take shape after that. So, yeah, really, really important. He's a key pillar. When you factor in mind, you know, this is what is third full season here um and he's still only 24 which is crazy and he's captain of obviously arsenal and norway so um and he's fantastic essentially so so yeah yeah fair play and so yeah i i, I couldn't agree more i think this is a, it's, a, it's a big hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Boost, right? So, you know, I think one of the things that I've been chatting on some of my WhatsApps where people are saying, oh, you know, I'm not going to applaud a fish for swimming to sign signing these guys up. This and this is what the club should be doing, etc. And I, and and I don't disagree, right? But I think this is um, you know, it comes a long way from where the club was previously. When you look at you know some of the talent that we allowed to leave the club for free, you know, con- uh, contracts that we've had to cancel, this that, and the other, and you know, not necessarily being able to sell well. Um, I think is all linked to, you know, contract management, you know, potentially putting players on too high wages when they shouldn't, um, potentially not starting negotiations with uh, certain players when, you know, there's a good amount of time left on their contract. So the club actually has some leverage in what is offered, um, I think was a a big concern um, around this club um, for a number of of years from post Wenger through the Emery years, um, right up until the start of Arteta's tenure. And so, you know, I have to really applaud this shift in mentality because even on top of this, I think um, signing up and Ranieri and Lewis Skelly, who was the speculation of, you know, leaving, some people have said, you know, best talents in their age group, etc., this and the other, um, I think is quite important. You know, and I think this goes all the way back to even the Balogun situation where under Emery, I think that was very, very up in the air. And he was close to leaving. Um, he was close to leaving on a, on a on a free transfer before we were able to to snap him up. And, and just to show you that this stuff all matters, that's an extra £30 million that we got in the summer, you know, without him really featuring for, um, for the first team. You know, so this stuff all has cascading benefits um that we 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 see either on the pitch or um off it as well financially so i do think that it is a good um move to secure these guys when i think their stock is high when they're liking it their time at the club you know i think that gives the club some extra leverage maybe you don't have to um you know give them as high wages as you potentially might have with you know like an Urzil to to get him to to tie his future etc um and you don't end up in a in a in a barrel uh, held over a barrel um 
when when it's time for these guys to leave and you can get a good fee. Um, so one of the things that Dr. Leroy mentioned, the warrior himself, um, I think it would only be fair to to discuss here as well because that's he was playing devil's advocate now because I think we've got um, Martinelli, Saka, Saliba, Odegaard, all sort of expiring around um, the same uh, the same time. I think Gabriel Jesus as well from the contract that he signed, um, all expiring around that 27, uh, 28 year, right? And and what he said was that this could cause an issue, I think it was from Sir Alex Ferguson, said that this could cause an issue down the line if you have a lot of your best players all expiring um, at a similar amount of time uh, or a similar time in place, that they have um, the ability to put the club over a barrel, right? They have the ability to, you know, potentially collude, um, say, you know, I'm not going to sign this contract because, you know, um, I need to see who the club's going to bring in. I want X amount because, you know, I know that you are in a big scramble to secure all of us down, tie all of us down. Um, and then you end up, you know, sort of paying over the odds um, or players potentially leaving because, you know, X got offered this, Y got offered that, I want this, you know, I want that. And it puts the club in a bit of an awkward situation. So how much are you thinking about, you know, this problem for five years down the line that the club could have potentially made for themselves? I'm just not thinking about it. That's 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 the, that's the crux of it. I think the reality is that, yeah, I, I I get the point, but I just can't be stressing over, over that. Like that's that problem will handle itself. Like if if we're competitive and and we're at the top and we're competing and we're winning, then you know, um, then we'll win. Then you know they'll, they'll stay. Obviously, maybe it comes to the point. Yeah, not all of them stay, but then you know that's the point that we've given ourselves the right level of leverage here yeah? because they'll still be young enough where you can accumulate a really good fee for them. Um, you'll be able to shift them on due to their level. Um, so it's, it's very different from the other points we've been on. So um, as long as like 75% of them stay, that's cool. Then then we renew the cycle again, right? That's that's just, that's what happens. That's how, that's how you build. Um, I think important is to know when to sell um, because I think obviously, you know, some people do hang on too long. Um, that's why I was saying, you know, with the, the um, Anfield stuff, those guys and, and Salah, you know, the 150 mil stuff, like that, that sort of thing doesn't come with 200. It doesn't come around every day. Do you know what I mean? So if you get the opportunity, you just have to know when to pick your moments to, to, to let them go. Um, and you have to start planning early. So, you know, like you saw with Mane, Firmino, they got in obviously Diaz, Nunes. So it's just about accurate planning, knowing when to. And like obviously the difference with those guys as well, they were selling, look, Firmino was like 30, Mane was like around that age as well, right? Whereas we all are key guys are 20, you know, no one's older than like 25. So it's very, very different. So, but yeah, but if like, yeah, so come like three, four years, if we decide we want to make a decision, then we make a decision, right? And then we replenish and go again. So, yeah, yeah, this guy, he was, he was killing me that day, you know, like he was, he was actually rattled because it's like, you know, this is, I think for most people, this is a, a, a good positive thing um, that the club's going through, etc. And, you know, you would, you'd think that, you know, as I said, that you'd take the positives from us managing to secure some of these guys, get them tied down to deals, not letting them go into the final two years of the contract where you have to make a decision, there's more pressure, this, that and the other. Um, we're getting these guys tied down quick 
And all this guy would think about is that now in two years' time, we're going to need to negotiate again with Saliba. Two years' time, Saka's going to have us. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, well, God, like come on, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And all mm-hmm. this means is there's pressure on the club to, to actually be successful. Because yeah, yeah. um, ultimately, if we're good, I don't like, and when I say good, I mean, you know, like winning the big trophies, going for the Premier League, getting deep into the Champions League, this, that, and the other. I really don't think that these guys would be under, you know, much pressure to to want to leave, you know, unless, you know, even if you get a Madrid calling you, this, that, and the other. Um, if Arsenal are going deep, I do think this, and this is probably me being a bit naive, right? But I do think that there's an element of um, these guys wanting to achieve stuff with Arsenal Football Club. When you talk about, you know, Saka, your older guards as well, I think, because he's done the Madrid thing and he's come sort of gone the other way. Um, with Saka, I think even Martinelli, um, the, the way that he's been speaking about the club, I know he's not, you know, Hayland as it were, but when he talks about, I think Arsenal, the first club that actually took that chance on him, I think he went on trial um, at a number of different clubs, um, his relationship with Edu, etc. And I think these guys genuinely like really love the club. I, still, mm. I see Saliba in the pictures when he's like, you know, nine years old in the, in the Arsenal shirt, the early Emirates era. Um, I see the way this guy is loving it. Passion merchant. Every time mm. there's a last minute winner, he's celebrating <laughs> harder than me. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like there is um, a desire for these guys to want to achieve something at Arsenal before potentially maybe, you know, looking elsewhere. And I think if we are close or if we are are winning these things, I actually just don't think these guys are going to want to leave, you know? And the thing is, the good thing is about securing these contracts is that even if they do want to leave, which, you know, I'm not putting it past, um, um, you know, any of these guys, you know, there's no real loyalty in football when it comes to that. If Madrid calls, if Barcelona calls, um, you know, I think less so your Man Cities and Liverpools these days because of, you know, where we are positioned in the English Premier League. But, you know, sometimes players' heads get turned, agent wants to get paid, you know, this, that and the other. But these guys can leave. But the good thing is once you've secured these guys um, to these long-term contracts, Arsenal could get a good fee and we can replace, you know, which is part of the problem that we've had before when you see, you know, even some of the British talent, homegrown talent like Ramsey, even someone like Danny Welbeck, um, you know, and then some of the other guys like Aubameyang, Zil, Alexis Sanchez, um, that have all left the club and we've not got fees for them. I think that is um, an important part that, you know, even if these guys do go, we're probably going to get good fees um, for them in terms of, you know, what they've like achieved in the game um, how good they are, how young they are, etc. So, you know, I'm not too worried. I think that's one that we can, you know, sort of kick down um, the, the, the the street, as it were, uh, in terms of, you know, being uh, worried about the, the the financial future of the club, etc. Um, and 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 I'm, I feel pretty uh, relaxed about it, right? So, you know, we do have a match against Everton now, coming up on the weekend. Um, So let's preview that game a little bit because this is a place where we have not historically done well. Um, So I think you... 
let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. We put a stat in the group that says uh, we haven't won there since 2017 or something like that. <laughs> Two out um, of our last 11. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, not, that's not great. That's not great ground for us. And I think we tend to not do well um in these sort of these small pitches um fans close to the ground not enough space for us to play our game they don't turn the sprinklers on and i know it's not been raining at all this week so i know that grass is going to be dry as hell you know and the ball's not going to be moving so you know how would you set us up for this game you know what what are you looking to try and, and do to to get us behind that nasty sean dash low block God, yeah, it's the, the the thought of it is making me sick. That Sean Dash low Brock with loads of set pieces on that Goodison Park pitch is terrible. But I think I wouldn't do much different from what we did last game. Um, I would go, yeah, um, even though obviously you still have our question marks around habits. I think that height and that physicality is 100% needed. You, you know, when you're thinking that you're going up against Anana, Decore, <laughs> and just a gay, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need PMP in that midfield. You know, we were having those debates yesterday. Everyone was saying, bring in Fabio Vieira. And don't get me wrong, his cameos have definitely earned him and deserved him a start this season. But I think if you're putting him in against <laughs> that good is mark midfield, you're asking for a lot of trouble. So I'd save him maybe for like a start for like against PSV in the Champions League, for example, at home. That's the sort of thing I would run there. So I'd keep in Havertz um, and then, yeah, I would go. Um, and then I would, you know, if Jesus is, is okay, then it's, then it's time. I need, it, he's the sort of, because he didn't play last year at Goodison, he didn't play at Goodison last, you know, when we lost in Jan as well. So I'm going to need, he's the sort of guy, I'm going to need a little jinky jinky, you know, on the tight pitch, maybe like a stray leg from like Tarkovsky or or like Michael Keane, you know, stray legs. Uh, that's it. But also, I guess, um, you know, what we talk about with set pieces, obviously we're a big, big threat. I was reading an article the other day, which was about, we had 12 corners against Man United and um, seven of them led to shots on goal, which I thought was really, really interesting actually as well. So, and it was noticeable just on the pitch, how much bigger we were than United as well. So I think obviously this, this is a specific, it's a specific plan for Arteta. Definitely. I think the way we've gone with the height in the team and it, I'm sure it was a factor in signing Kai Havertz in it, in itself as well, especially I think when we've spoken about a lot about that 10 of his 32 goals for Chelsea were from headers as well. Right. So I think, it's evidently a ploy and um, it can be used both defensively and offensively. So hopefully that will help us um, at Goodison Park on Sunday, man. But yeah, it's uh, it's not a nice place, man. Just get out there with the three points, get out there with the three points, whichever way we can. So, yes. and, I, and, and I always think after the international break, you know, like people are coming back late from internationals. There might be like niggles and it, I always remember, like, it's rare that you ever play well that first game after an international break, right? You just want to win it um, and then you can build up momentum that way. So yeah, for me, just go away, just take the three points, however we, we can get them, man. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, 
you know, because I'm I'm trying to look at the uh, set piece analysis here, and I think I feel like every Sean Dyche team is especially dangerous from set pieces, which has been a little bit of a worry for me. Um, in, a, in 2023, I think. I think we started last season very good defending set pieces, etc. But it, I feel it might have even been the Goodison game where I, th I feel like things turned a little bit um, for the for the negative. Because um, I think that they're very dangerous from 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 set pieces. You know, like uh, I look at Decore, I look at Tarkovsky. Um, and these guys, the Ondana that they have in there, they signed that new guy, Beto, who looks like a unit as I well. forgot about him. Oh, my days. I just forgot yeah. about yeah. That guy, I don't know what he's like with you there on goal, but physically, I, saw, I can't remember what team I saw him against. I said, Jesus, I said, this guy's an animal. <laughs> he's a unit. Yeah, so I think, um, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how we deal with set pieces. And I think one of the things that you said around Havertz, um, with his additional height, the physicality, you know, some might debate that, but you know, his dual winning, I think that would actually be quite important. Um, because Everton are probably one of the bigger teams alongside us, uh, in the Premier League. So you have him Rice in there, um, your Ben White, your Gab. This is definitely a game for Gabriel, um, as well. Uh, and then, um, yeah, him and Saliba, um, I think they're going to be crucial to this because I think Everton last season, they did this tactic of aiming for the back post and then screening, I think, Saliba from, from really marking him. And then they they, they got their 1-0 their with, I think it was a Tarkovsky header. And I would, you know, be, be prepping against that um, in a major way because for me, I, I don't think they've scored many goals this season. I think outside of a set piece, I can't see them really being that um dangerous so you know i'm gonna be telling these guys you know not me personally but if i was i'd be telling these guys no no silly you know free kicks edge of the area you know you don't want to give them an easy um an easy way to to score in. and then you know you need to be defending all of them set pieces with your lads you know because this is this is literally the biggest banana skin that we've had in the past few years i think i remember the i think it was the First season when Odegaard had signed permanently, they punched us up that game, you know, and it was a Damari Gray um, dagger. But one of the things about Everton is they can't really defend, you know. They're, they, they've conceded, I think they held a blamming. Um, was that by, oh, I can't remember who it was, maybe it was Aston Villa or something like that, mm -hmm. that, that gave them a serious blamming. Um, but but do, do, do you know what annoys me though with with all of these things? Because whenever I watch like these lower teams against others, they they're they're not playing like low. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Mm. They're they're going out to attack these teams, and that's that's what really annoys me. Like I even saw like even this is just a bad example. Like, I saw just before the international break, I saw Villa at Anfield, and they were playing a high line. I'm like, you're not going to do that. Are you going to do that against? Do you know, I pray some of you guys use a high line against us. Do you know what I mean? Like the the way obviously. And I, and I totally take your point, Everton have definitely been blamed, but they've been going out to try and actively win these games. They've been trying to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a lot of these teams, but against us, you know exactly what they're going to do. Mm. Um, so it, it just it just complicates the task for us a bit more. But I hear you. Like, the fact of the matter is, with all due respect, Everton are not a good team. We're better than them. We've got better players than them. Um, we just need to make sure, which I don't think we did in Jan, we didn't compete. They, they competed much better than we did on the day. 
and they rightfully got the win. So we need to be able to compete and hopefully our, our quality will tell after that. Yeah, 100%. So I'm looking at this. They've scored one goal in open play, joint with Luton. We're not much better, though. We've only scored three from open play, um, to be honest. But we, they, and they scored one goal from set pieces, and that's it. So them and Luton, um, right at the bottom there for uh, goal scoring statistics, Luton with just a, the two goals as well, one from open play, one from penalty. So, um, you know, if they score, I'm, I'm going to be pissed. You know, I think we need to start racking up a few more of these clean sheets, get the goal difference up if if possible. So, you know, I know you mentioned a couple of things there in your initial evaluation of the game, right? So you're starting Jesus up top. I'm in agreement. I think, um, I know Eddie's in a good place, but I think in these tight, tight games, we need that extra jinky um, up top. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to just seeing that front three sort of, reunited again you know because to me i know jesus when he came back from injury um he did he did play but i'm not sure it was the same gabriel jesus um that we saw at the very start of the season but what i'm seeing now at the moment in terms of that that last uh cameo the last couple of cameos when i'm seeing him you know flog johnny and ever senseless um you know give give these man steps I'm really looking forward to seeing that old Gabriel Jesus back because I think that's a really special player when he is um, at full tilt. Like some of the stuff, I know he went through a bit of a goal drought before the World Cup last season, but some of the stuff that he brings to you in open play, you just can't, you can't replace that. You know, you can't replace that. And I think it's, um, it's proper, proper X Factor type stuff. You know, when you see him drop a shoulder give someone like serious, serious steps. Um, you know, that's something I'm really looking forward to. And I think uh, in terms of their centre-back pairing, Tarkovsky and Michael Keane, um, who I think it's been this season, they've, they're not the, the, the quickest defenders. They're not, they've not got quick feet. Michael Keane especially can hold a flogging from anyone. You know, he can, he can really get blamed. Um, I think their left-back played for Ukraine, Mikolenko, um he was trying to give Saka some extra um some extra kicks uh before uh we played them and I'm hoping that you know Saka can have him up as well because I think they're probably one one at this present time I think Goodison he padlocked him but then when he when he came to the Emirates he got his head slapped you know so you know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing our front line come up against the Everton defense because I think we can cause them some serious issues and you know that guy Havertz my guy, I'm gonna need you to do something. You know, I'm gonna need you to, to 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 get a GNA, man. We we're on we're on 004. I can't see 007, man. I can't see that. We got this game, and I think Spurs, uh, and then maybe the Man City to round up that that seven. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to see something, man. I'm gonna need to see something. So, you know, <laughs> what 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 are your thoughts on that? Your sort of front line coming up against Everton. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you need you need ingenuity, you need trickery against them, and it's it's more. I think you know I've always said I think Jesus will bring in Martinelli a lot more. Um, you know, he he's someone who hasn't scored yet this season, and I think you know he's going to be someone who probably benefits a lot from Jesus's return. So I just need yeah, like you said, that Evan Everton defense they're strong. 
they're big, they're athletic, anything that, and you know, uh, I'm hoping our tactic is not to throw any balls in. If anything that gets thrown into the box, you know, you expect them to deal with. But hopefully if it's a bit more intricate, we can, you know, just like I said, yeah, maybe they'll dangle a leg when, so if it was me and we can get the ball in the half spaces, I would be encouraging them to run at their at their back four, you know, especially commit them. So it's more about, I know, because one thing they do do well, credit to them, they block out the middle very well. Um, obviously, they're very athletic. They don't leave a lot of space. Uh, Sean Dash team doesn't leave a lot of spaces. But if we can pick up the ball in the half spaces, we need to commit um, their back four 100% because they're not, like you said, I wouldn't call any of them good 1v1 defenders like that when they have got to defend um, an individual. So that would be that would be my target, man. So the ball just needs to move quickly. We need to get it into half spaces. We need to be making penetrative runs off the ball. Obviously, that, that might be hard because, you know, they're going to do a nasty low block. But, but where we can um, and get the shots off as well, man. So 100%. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's... Um... It should be an interesting one. Sunday, four thirty as well. I've just remembered. So these men, these men are they they they're really trying to get us flogged, you know. People, people, they're praying on our downfall, man. They're actually mm. just praying on our they they're putting us on prime time. They want they want to see it go wrong. So yeah, hopefully, man. And, and all the ops will be watching. So mm. the one I've just remembered, though, I think I think up north they did have some torrential downpour. So you know, I'm hoping that 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 pitch ain't dried up too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much by the Sunday and then I guess in the rest of the team um I think that basically picks itself right you know mm, um mm, mm. I know there's been some calls for David Raya to start but you know for me not this game not this and the thing is I know he's played in the Premier League and like you mm. know he's got good like high claim statistics this that, and the other but it's something about it yeah I can't go to Goodison where they're going to do aerial bombardment with a six-foot goalkeeper, you know, it just it doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the statistics can say whatever you want. This is one of the times where touchy gooners are not going with the stats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need the taller. I need the taller guy in there um, uh, for for this. And I think this is the type of ground that Ramsdale does kind of love. You know, I mm-hmm. think that you know we talked That's... about the rest of the, the team potentially. You know, shirking. Mm-hmm. Um, in in these small pitches, but I think when Ramsdale's close to the fans, he can hear them. That's when he has his best games. He honestly, that guy's a sicko. He it was the same thing when he started against Scotland during the week. That atmosphere, and I could tell this this brother was just smiling through it. I was like, he loves it, doesn't he? He actually he actually just loves it. So yeah, I think I think he'll relish it. Yeah. So and then and then I, I, I'm saying Zinchenko left back, Gabriel Saliba, Ben White, um, Rice in the six, and then Odegaard right right centre mid, and I think. In that right centre mid position, I personally would like to see a big performance from Odegaard. I know Everton aren't very good, but you know I think this is where people have those question marks around um, Odegaard and his ability to perform in these more um, physical games. Um, mm. And I think he he went some way last season to to changing people's opinions, but then I think I need to see that continue. You know, I need to see him really try and dominate this. Uh, midfield battle because they do have some some physical demons in there. You know, it's, it's basically they 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 gave Sean Dyche, um, you know, something he wasn't quite used to at Burnley in terms of just gave them pure black African PMP in that in that CM. You know, you got bro, Onana, Dukwey, and Dukore. That and and the thing is, like I said, it's it would be a lot easier to play them if they wanted to come and play us. But you know, all they're going to be doing is just sitting 
narrow and waiting to break on us like that's that's mm. what yeah yeah so it's, it's important man it's important part of me was even thinking oh should we go should we go Tommy Asu left back this game but I need uh, but I said no because we, we need more progression <laughs> like do you know what I mean we need we need that we need that from deep so yeah I need uh, Zinchenko in there with Rice and to be fair what we've always said about Zinchenko is that you know he can get beat on 1v1 but aerially he's actually very very underrated uh, Zinchenko he wins a lot of aerial duels so so yeah I, I think I think he'll be all right yeah yeah so let me get a score prediction for this for this game god damn oh it's a techie one it's a techie one i'd like to i'm gonna go 2-0 which is quite confident <laughs> um and but one thing i do give us credit is that generally away from home there's always less bozo errors and i, and I never understand why we're always a lot more switched on at home if this was at home i was like yeah we're gonna concede <laughs> at some stage we're gonna do we're gonna do something silly but away from home hopefully you know um obviously the last all of the last internationals were on tuesday right so mm. they probably had the rest yesterday they'll be back in training today in it so you know so training today training tomorrow saturday so they've got like you know hopefully time to work on whatever the strategy is for everton so yeah let me let me go let me go to nil uh I will go. <laughs> this is mad. I, I'm gonna go Havertz the rake is duck. <laughs> and, he needs uh, to, man. He needs to. I'm gonna go Havertz and I'm gonna go Martinelli. That's what I'm mm. gonna go. I think those will be okay. the two scorers. Fair, fair, fair. Um, you know, I might go bold here, you know. Um, yeah. They might put egg, they might they might clip this up. Yeah. God put, damn. Put egg in my face, Kings, but... What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say I would say like a three four nil, you know. I'm gonna say it, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, <Elvin. laughs> <laughs> I'm going prime El Posse right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jesus on the score sheet again. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna say Havertz Brace, yeah. I'm going in, yeah. <laughs> 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 Havertz, Havertz Brace, and then I'm gonna say Martinelli as well. I think he'll he'll get off the mark um in this game, hopefully. So yeah. I, I I think I think we it's it's time for us to start showing our quality, man. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I hate so, you. I hate yeah, you. so it's time, it's time, it's time. So the, the, we... statistically, we're still matching up really, really well um, mm. in terms of like the dominance on 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 the pitch. So it it kind of reflects what I've been seeing. The field tilts have been really, really strong in our favour, but um, we just need more efficiency in the final third. So hopefully, um, this 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 will come. This will come. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, for sure. So we do have some uh listeners questions just to wrap up the pod um so yonko abs has asked we're dropping points there this season hurt more than last season mm. yeah for me for me it would it would i think the pressure is different this season you know mm. because i think there's some actual expectation on us and the team you know that fulham draw i think you saw it already like people's heads were were going a little bit you know um that was that, that felt like a loss obviously the nature of the way um that we, we we did drop points there and i think you know everton they're just crap you know they are actually not a good team so you know these are the teams that we we really should be picking up maximum points from um and i think some of the bigger games will be a lot harder this season personally i think you know you think about spurs away last year um chelsea home and away um, I don't expect those games to be the gimmies that they were. Um, and in in saying that, if we if we aren't as successful at these grounds, 
Um, just I still think we can be, but those games will be diff- more difficult. You need to pick up some of these points as well that we did drop. You know, that I think we didn't win against Southampton that finished bottom of the league last season. You know, um, two draws there. Those need to be two wins um, this season in the equivalent fixture. Going to Goodison and losing to them when they hadn't won in like 10 or something like that. That needs to be three points this season, you know. And then that puts less pressure on some of these bigger games. You can afford to draw them, um, you know, a draw against City, something like that, um, puts you in good stead. So, yeah, I think dropping points at these um, basically stupid places, you know, um, it, it would hurt more a bit uh, this this season. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Um, Tommy Ajayi one, he says, do we currently now have the best centre-back partnership in the league? What trophies should we be lifting come the end of the season? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, okay. If I'm, I'm biased, I would say yes, but obviously, let me just be objective for a minute. It's, it's hard to, you know, especially considering what they've done and what they've have achieved, it's hard to look past Diaz and Stones. So mm. if we're being objective, you'd put those, those two number one. But then, yeah. That I'd put Gabriel on Saliba second, hundred percent. So, and with that centre back partnership, assuming they start like 95 percent of games, we should be competing, aiming to lift the Premier League at the end of the season. Um, I'm not going to say Champions League because we've not been in that for seven years. Do you know what I mean? So I can't, I can't, you know, uh, if for me, you know, to get out the group stage, quarterfinals, see what happens from there. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to put that expectation this season. But yeah, definitely Premier League, like, should be competing to lift it, hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed on the, the centre-backs as well. Um, so, Steiner season, he says, why does German Dan still defend that reborn Julian Brandt that wears number 29 for our club? You're gonna have to you, you you're gonna have to ask him, boy. If he was giving us what Julian Brandt would would give man on the ball, yeah, I was gonna say, oh, Julian Brandt is cold still. So. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, Julian Brandt is showing will show my levels in the final third. So, uh, I, I wish he was giving us what Julian Brandt would give us in the final third. So, yeah, yeah boy, but you have to ask him that. Yeah, um, yeah, German, you can you can take that one one up. You've you've got his app. Yeah, so um, burner account F Benny Blanco says. Thoughts on the rumours about Saka's niggling Achilles injury? So I think we touched on that. But yeah. second part of that question is how mudded are we really if he spends some time on the sidelines? Hmm. It would just, I mean, he's the top three most important players, so we shouldn't act. It'd be a massive blow. It'd be a massive blow. It'd be the only thing I would say is that we've got options to mix and match in the front line. Like you could see, hey, that that's where you might then say, all right, let's put Jesus there for a significant period move Eddie or Trossard to force nine and you can experiment again and that's still mm. still a good still a good front line. Do you know what I mean? So um it wouldn't be ideal, but I think I think we could find ways around it. Yeah, yeah. I think Jesus is probably the best uh, option that we have there um on 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 the right hand side after Saka. So um yeah would be we, we we'd be muddied still. We'd be muddied but um I think not as muddied potentially as you know maybe a couple of seasons. Uh, gone back. So, Mr. H. Manoya says, "Can you think of any actual footballing reason why ESR isn't playing at all?" Yeah, I just, I just think at the moment, unfortunately, especially in the first four games, we haven't really had comfortable game states where we could be like, right, "Let's give him minutes." Now, you could argue, obviously, oh, should he not be coming ahead of Trossard or Vieira? But obviously, I think at the moment, with what Vieira's done in his cameos, he's, he's first up off the bench, right? Do you know what I mean? And and rightfully so, you can't, you know, if we're talking about 
a meritocracy. He deserves to be the first sub off the bench at the moment. Like, because even Trossard, who, you know, is a very, very good in the final third, he's uh, had two games where he's been an unused sub himself. So it's more just that there's a lot of improved quality around the squad. So everyone's going to have to fight for those minutes. But generally, like I said, I think ESR will start getting his minutes now um, post international. So he'll, he'll play. He'll mm. play. Yeah, I think I and I actually think it it is all football related why he hasn't mm. played, you know, like wasn't really at preseason um because he was at under twenty ones. Um so a little bit behind those guys, um, even though he came back early. Um and then I think, you know, as you said, game state matters when you're chasing the game um and your main guys are still sort of fit and firing, are you really gonna take Odegaard off when you need a goal? Are you really gonna, you know, um take or Declan Rice off, or you know, and I think Habits probably is the the biggest one um, that that you would sub him sub him up for. But you know, I think there's a couple of people ahead of him now. But you know, the next few weeks is when um, he will play. If he doesn't play in these games, then that is when I would be um, mm. starting to starting to worry because I think he should we we should see him start a few games. You know, that League Cup game, one hundred percent, he needs to be starting um for me and then um and then we go from there really so um last questions from Januga 95 he says what changes do you expect or would like to see for the next few games prem ucl and league cup which i think we touched on um mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll just it, it the most likely constant will be rice but then like i think from Erdegaard Havertz, you might see those two getting interchanged with like Vieira, ESR, maybe like Martinelli drops out for Trossard occasionally. So those are the ones I'm looking at sort of mostly. I think those would be the most consistent changes. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. So yeah, that's that's the pod um, for you guys this week. Sean, thank you very much for joining me, fella. No problem, man. All good. Um, and listeners, thank you for, for tuning in. As I said at the top of the pod, make sure whatever platform, if you have made it this far, whatever platform you're listening on, um, drop that that like, drop that five-star review. Um, those numbers really help the pod. Um, the more you help the pod, the more quality content we can push out for you guys. Um, and that's what, what's where, what we're trying to do, you know, just push out more and more uh, content as much as possible. So listeners, thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you uh, with a post-match Patreon um, after the Everton game where, you know, if my prediction is correct, we, we, we've crashed it. So, peace. peace. Network.